Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Law by the Popcorn. I'm Emily. And I'm Alessandra. And today we are talking about two, two of our two of the last uh, Oscar-nominated movies that, that we're gonna that we're gonna talk about. Like we don't we, yeah. can, we don't have time for any more. So uh, these are the <laughs> last two that we're gonna talk about: uh, One Night in Miami and The White Tiger. They're both nominated for a, a, a adapted screenplay. Yeah, something? right. Yeah. Um, yes, I believe. Yep, both are nominated for adapted screenplay, so that's awesome. I didn't realize that they had that tie. <laughs> yes, they, yes, and I think um, uh, one of the actors from One Night in Miami is also nominated for Best Supporting, I believe. I think it's Leslie Odom Jr. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so a couple of other things, and I thought I saw something else for One Night in Miami, so One Night in Miami, in Miami might have a couple um, oh yeah, for song music. as well. Yes, it's got song uh, by Leslie Odom Jr. and Sam Ashworth, and then yes. um, it's got best adapted screenplay for Kemp Powers and best performance in an actor in a supporting role, Leslie Odom Jr. Yes, and another thing that I was super excited about was that it's directed by Regina King, yes. who is amazing. Yes, it is. Um, and she got an, a Golden Globe nomination for that. And I think, I mean, she might have won actually. For uh, for for best director, do do they Just have nominated. a? Do they have a? Yeah, best director. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I don't think she was nominated for a director for this one for the Oscars. No, she was not. Interesting. Um, Interesting. So I guess we'll, we'll talk about One Night in Miami first. Uh, yeah, I, I watched that one. Uh further back so let's definitely let's definitely do that mm-hmm. um okay well i did not know anything about this movie i had no idea uh i don't even think i saw a trailer for it so nope, i neither. did not understand what was going on um yep. <laughs> it took me pretty much i mean it took me a little bit to realize that these people were famous um i recognized malcolm x i uh I heard the boxer's name Cassius Clay at the beginning of the movie, and I was like, "This is really I really know this name." Like some, it like rang a bell in my head, and I was like, "This is a famous boxer," and like I I knew it. And as he started, you know, throughout the the movie to say that he was the greatest, I was like, "Oh, that's Muhammad Ali." Like it kind of like clicked in my head, but it took like so much of the movie to figure that out. And then um, the other guys are um jim brown from nfl and sam cook uh and i've heard i've heard of sam cook before but i don't think i'd heard of jim brown but it didn't take me a long time to realize that these were all like um like pretty famous black men uh from the 1960s who i guess were all friends 
Yeah, it also, um, that as well for me, I, um, I actually did not, did not know that, that, uh, Cassius Clay was Muhammad Ali until until the very end when they mm-hmm. said you will now be known as Muhammad yeah. Ali and I was like I was like oh is that is that how that worked <laughs> like, oh oh yeah like, oh is that what happened <laughs> yeah it kind of clicked to me no too clue. when he was like gonna jo- he was gonna become a Muslim and I was like I remember that Muhammad Ali was a Muslim and like famously so and I just yeah. was like I, and like it started it but it just was the the wheels were not there because my my uh, knowledge of Muhammad Ali is not enough. So, <laughs> no, yes, mine, mine neither. Um, and um, it also took me a bit to to realize that this was that this was a play. Um, mm-hmm. not not a bit. Pr- pretty much until they kind of got into the hotel room, I was yeah. like, mm-hmm. I was like, this is this is this is being played out very interesting. I wonder if it's a play. And then at the very end, it was like it was a play. And I was like, yeah, okay, I it definitely makes sense. Yeah, I figured <laughs> because it was sense. like in one place basically the whole time. You know, like the bulk of the movie takes place like in the hotel room. Um, yeah, basically. You know, after the fight and everything. Um. I just got to say, like, I really did enjoy this movie. It was a, it was a breath of fresh air. Like, just the energy that this movie has is extremely palpable. And I really, really loved the direction. And I loved, loved the acting. I thought that it was so, so, like, immersed together, like, enmeshed together. All the actors, like, were behaving in such a way that was, like so believable like you you felt the the tension and the friendship between these people so much it was crazy yeah it's definitely like it it kind of um it's it was kind of giving me very um like third star kind of vibes you know just like a a bunch of old time you know friends coming Mm -hmm. together and and, you know, kind of criticizing each other mm-hmm. for, you know, the path they've taken in life, but, yep. but ultimately caring for one another. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed this one as well. This, this, even though, um, even though I caught on that, that it was a play, it, it felt the least like it was a play. <laughs> yes, it, um, did. it did. Which, yeah, which I think is really nice because, you know, we've, we've watched a lot of movies adapted um, from, from plays and, and, you know, they can be they can be a lot sometimes um i know i know we really enjoyed ma rainey uh i I remember us kind of um talking a lot about fences being a little long and a little boring but uh this one was it was very different and it felt different and and yeah definitely a breath of fresh air i i really enjoyed this one a lot um and i thought these these four really had great chemistry um and they did a really great job all of them yeah i honestly thought that you know the guy who played malcolm x should have been nominated for an oscar as well um kingsley banadier like he was Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. super good and he did so much of the emotional acting in this you know even more so than leslie odom jr did um but i think leslie odom jr got nominated because of like the songs and the kind of emotion that he is able to portray while singing um and just like how he can really immerse himself in the character of Sam Cooke, I thought that was excellent. And I, again, Kingsley Benadire, like such a, um, he was kind of our protagonist almost in this movie. I know there was like four main guys, but it's, it's sense like Malcolm X was trying to, you know, put 
kind of put out there that his life is in danger, his, you know, the, every black man's and black women's life is in danger, and that it's like yeah. a very present thing that's going on. And you could, I mean, I, I think the actor did an excellent job. You know, I don't know much about Malcolm X, and I've never seen the, um, the movie by Spike Lee. Um, but it definitely has made me want to watch it because he seemed like such an interesting person. Yeah, I really wanted to watch that one for a while too, um, mm-hmm. the Spike Lee movie. Um, and and just with all of this um, Black history that we're getting, like it's really been making yeah. me want to want to learn more. I mean, where like this year has been has been such a great collection of of movies, um, just about parts of history that. I never learned and and want to know more about. So this is so this this was this this fit right in with with what I've been really enjoying <laughs> this year, the past year in terms of movies. Yeah, definitely and like another 60s geared movie. Um and we've had a lot of those recently. Um I guess we have a lot of them all the time, but it's just like this year we've talked about a lot of movies in the 60s. Um Yeah, it seems so. It seems so. Yeah. Um, and kind of going briefly back to Leslie Odom Jr., um, he did, I love that song he sang at the end while he mm-hmm. was on stage. Um, mm-hmm. I'm assuming that's, that's probably one of the, one of Sam Cooke's really famous songs, probably. Yep. It yep. sounded familiar. I think I'd heard, um, part of it somewhere, sometime. Change like, <laughs> is gonna come. Yeah. Yeah. It sounded familiar. Um, but yeah, I don't think I'm too familiar with with uh, Sam Cooke and, and his music. So um, definitely one that I'm going to be looking up on Spotify and adding to my ever-growing mm-hmm. playlist um, or ever-growing library along with um, <laughs> along with Billie Holiday. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, this was oh. uh, this was fun. I also felt like the, you know, just the the music but also the set design the production design the the um cinematography and lighting it all made it really really feel like this was a hot Miami summer like feeling you know the the humidity the the sound of the um bugs in the air um just like them going yeah, to the yeah. liquor store you know like the kind of late night feeling it was it was great like it really put you in that in that place in that time with these people um and not to mention just the screenplay like i said it's really incredible like it is a play but it's like just there was it was almost beautiful the way that these characters would speak to each other and it didn't feel like it was unreal but it also was so like romantic in in a lot of ways do you know what i mean yeah, I'll definitely agree with that. Definitely with with some of the other um, adaptions we've watched, they can just be very wordy, like sometimes, and just and just go on and on and on about a lot of things. Um, <laughs> but everything, every every little um, back and forth, every little monologue, like like I was I was listening intently. Like mm-hmm. I it, it had my attention. I wasn't mm-hmm. like I wasn't dozing off or That's you know true, like yeah. like just kind of losing focus. Mm-hmm. Um, which can happen, but, um, yeah, no, like they, they all delivered like just amazingly and it, and they caught my attention. Like I was, I was listening until the very end. Like this movie did feel a little long, Mm -hmm. but, 
Um, but I think I think it really did a great job in in just having your attention till the very end. Because like, because I was also waiting for something else to happen. I mean, it's really yeah. funny how it's called One Night in Miami, which makes it sound like it's going to be some crazy Out night, yeah, night yeah. on the town. And <laughs> totally. It's, and it's yeah. not. It's just like four friends like cooped up in a room, like just kind of criticizing each other and, you know, yeah. getting um, that are frustrated with what's happening in like t- in the day, like just yeah. to yeah it's yeah it's you're so right because i like it from the name you think it's gonna be something else another thing i said when i was watching this i was like sitting in bed watching it next to danny i'm like I'm like every person in this movie is so flipping gorgeous what the hell <laughs> like, yeah yeah <laughs> they're all like extremely beautiful actors you know playing these like real life people um it was just I loved it. Like, I loved the acting. I love... I mean, I honestly don't know why I didn't get nominated for Best Picture, because I think it was really good. Um, we'll talk about mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. in, I guess, in the snubs, <laughs> in the Oscar podcast. Yes, we will. We will have to talk about that in the in the Oscar podcast. Um, let's see. I don't really know. I mean, other than everyone's performances, I don't really know what else to to bring up. That picture at the very end of Malcolm X at the at the bar or like at the you know diner bar downstairs um, at the very end, it was like a, the actual photo of him mm-hmm. with Cassius Clay. Okay, and I, I love the kind of recreation that they did. It was like pretty much the exact same shot from the movie. Did you notice yeah. they, in the credits? Did I? How how far into the credits was it? It I was like have... they were showing all these pictures in the credits, and it basically showed the exact same shot of Malcolm X with Cassius Clay, like down in the the bar, like standing there talking to him, and it was great. It was it was just like an awesome recreation of it. Mm-hmm. I might have to go. Might have to go back and make sure because of that i don't know that i don't remember that maybe i maybe i shut it off too soon or something unless yeah, it was like right at the very end but <laughs> i i was I, I like had it on still because i was listening to the song yeah the um, really good song that's nominated yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um i like the uh the, i actually got a lot of education on um a little like about the the muslim nation um and the whole like malcolm x like what he stood for and then he kind of like left them like i didn't realize that that was kind of its own thing that he was like part of the the whole muslim like party basically in in a way um yeah and, and how he kind of like him. he was and he was breaking off to kind of form his own mm-hmm. like his own group cuz i guess he just wasn't Maybe he wasn't happy with how, I don't know, things were getting, um, like, I, I'm really not sure. Like, again, I really know nothing <laughs> about, about Malcolm X. I didn't even know that he yeah. was Muslim. Well, um, it's, it's such a, it, we're getting educated over here. We're, we're a couple of really, like, ignorant white w- women trying to learn <laughs> more about stuff over here. <laughs> dude, no lies there. No lies there. <laughs> Yeah. 100% truth. 100%. Um, for sure. 
Okay. I really liked uh, I really liked uh, Aldous Aldous Hodge in here. Um, I, yeah. I've I, I remember watching him. Um, what was it? There was a show that I really yes, enjoyed. you loved that show. It was the um, Leverage. Leverage. I don't know why. Show. I really yeah. liked you that, love show. that show. Yeah, and it had Aldous in. I remember really liking him. I just I thought it was a really funny, like just really. <laughs> It's a pretty dumb show, but but I really I really did enjoy it. Um, and uh, I don't know what else. I I've, I've kind of just been been seeing Aldous like just kind of pop in to things here and there. So I'm glad that he was in this because he um he did a really good job as as Jim Brown. I saw him um, on a big billboard because he's in this show City on a Hill, which with Kevin Bacon, mm. which is about Boston. So there's this big billboard downtown that I saw uh on friday and and he's right up there aldous hodge and i was like oh hey <laughs> oh okay okay he's also in black mirror i i thought i thought uh i remember him being in there he's in just uh, one episode black museum oh that's right black museum <laughs> i remember that episode okay uh should we look at the let's look at the plot keywords yes i'll look at the trivia okay Let's see. So for plot keywords we got here for One Night in Miami is uh, inspired by true events, reference to Elijah Muhammad, uh, discrimination, hotel, nightclub. There you go. That's uh, that's it. Also could have could have added a, uh, you know, adapted, adapted mm. play. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm going to read this one. The conflict between Sam Cooke and Malcolm X was fictitious. It came from screenwriter Kemp Powers' struggle as the only black writer on staff for Star Trek Discovery and the conflict he felt over how much of himself to insert into the show. Oh. Oh, I didn't know he wrote for, he wrote for Discovery. That's cool. That is cool. Need to watch the newest season once it's uh once it's out. Yes, I'm not caught up on on any Star Trek Discovery. I think I've watched like two episodes of that show. <laughs> it 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 kind of lost me. Yeah. It it, it kind of lost me. The first season was 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 pretty interesting, and then the second season kind of lost me. Not sure if I need to rewatch it, but I don't really want to. Um. So I might just try and push through and, and just go next to the next season. <laughs> but um with um, you know with Tignataro. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um all right, let's look at these metascores. It mm-hmm. got an eighty-three, which is really very good. good. Yes. Very good, very good. Yeah, I mean I thought it was really good. Like I just I think the whole thing was like you said super engaging and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as a film like that's you know that's great and, and it's like kind of a fi- like semi-fictitious historical viewpoint of these four people and that's just fun who doesn't like that yeah i like that um so let's see i got 48 positive reviews and three mixed reviews so we have one of the mixed reviews um on Straight on the little snapshot that we get from IMDb mm-hmm. um, at the bottom. Let's see if there's anything lower than a 60. I'll read the, the BBC 60 because I think it okay. makes some good points. It says, as unbalanced as it might be, 
One Might in Miami is well acted is a well acted history lesson and a sincere tribute to the men, their friendship, and their inspiring cultural importance. It's just that King and Powers' treatment of that outstanding premise hasn't quite made the leap from stage play to big screen film. It has landed into TV movie territory instead. Oh man, Nicholas Barber, that is mean. Ooh, is that <laughs> is that what they're calling uh like like movies that are on like streaming services? I mean, I guess if you <laughs> if you think of Netflix and Amazon Prime and you know whatever Prime Video and Hulu as like a channel as like a as like a TV channel then I guess but I feel like TV movies are so much more low budget well that's what like, I'm trying to say like it's saying that it's just yeah. not as good as it could have been and that it like it's I mean that is that is a pretty rough thing to say because I don't I don't think it has anything to do with a TV movie <laughs> no no yeah obviously not I, I think this this like a lot a lot more great work was put into this it's not it has landed in no it has not it has not <laughs> landed in tv movie territory how dare you how dare you nicholas barber how dare you okay. well we should read one of the higher ones to, to balance out that scathing review let's see the highest one it's showing on imdb are only 91s but it mm-hmm. did get it did get quite a few 100s so i'm gonna okay. read one of the 100s let's see um what do we normally what do we normally read by let's see um i mean the new york times said something let's see uh they're just like <laughs> I don't know. I'll read. I'll read the New York Times one. Okay. Okay. New York Times gave it a 100. It says Malcolm's Manor can be didactic, but One Night in Miami is anything but. Instead of a group biopic or a ready-made costume drama, it's an intellectual thriller crackling with the energy of ideas and emotions as they happen. Okay, I'm gonna read the uh, the Guardian 80. Says this is undeniably a very theatrical film, but it never hides that. Indeed, it makes the most of a certain claustrophobia. It's an immensely watchable ev- evocation of a moment when black America was on the verge of an upheaval that continues to resonate in 2020 as strongly as ever. It absolutely puts you, to coin a phrase of the time, in the room where it happened. Which is funny because Leslie Odom Jr. sings a song in Hamilton called The Room Where It Happened. <laughs> it sure does. Sure does. So, I get that uh, reference. I yeah. know that reference. <laughs> it was a little bit heavy-handed there, Jonathan Rami from The Guardian, but that's okay. I'll give it to you because everybody loves Hamilton. Did your best. Did your best. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to see if there's another one I liked. But that might be it for this one. All right. Uh, we'll move on to The White Tiger, which, again, this is a movie that I did not see the trailer for it. and then i watched it and i was like oh boy <laughs> uh yeah yeah really snappy punchy indian film um produced by priyanka chopra and starring priyanka chopra um based on a book yes based on a book and um it was 
I felt like it was it was long. This was a long one. It was. Um, it was long. I felt like there were a lot <laughs> of scenes that, not a lot, but like there were definitely a couple scenes that probably didn't need to be in there. It was long. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was very long, and and I was like, okay, like it, and the middle, like, I I was really unsure about like where it was gonna connect to mm-hmm. to like how he got to where he was, uh-huh. and it's like, and. It just, it took, it took literally the entire movie to, like, kind of make its full circle. So, like, yeah, it starts, yeah. he's like, you know, I'm successful. It, you know, it's very funny. He's, like, emailing um, the Chinese, like, uh, yeah, what is it? Prime like, Minister entrepreneur. Yeah, Prime Minister. I don't know. He's, he's like, coming to India um, to kind of see how the economy has been going or something. Or he wants to learn about something. And... You know, so this guy sending him an emailing in an email, like telling him his whole life story about how he kind of got to where he was, and like, and I was satisfied by the end. I just feel like it took way too long to get there. <laughs> yeah, um, he, he had to really figure out his value as a person, um, which t- you know takes many a long time, like for this guy to realize that he was not just needing to be a servant, that he could actually like bust out of that, you know. Well, yeah, and and I guess I thought like the way that the movie kind of makes it makes it seem is that you know he's going to he's going to put himself into a position you know at, of as a servant with to to like a very rich you know profitable dude who like who mm-hmm. probably who probably probably knows what to do and and how to get and how to get successful mm-hmm. and like and you know he kind of talks about him like want, wanting to be. Um, his mentor and stuff like that. But then kind of watching, watching him just like kind of play this part for a bit too long and then kind of, um, kind of end up like, I mean, spoiler alert, but like he ends up, he ends up murdering this guy. And, and that is not what I was like expecting at all. (laughs) Um, but it just, it was it was a wild ride. Like, it, it really, really like, was. Yeah, it, it was, was wild. I really enjoyed that about it. I thought it was it was like really really honest. Like it was like very yeah. starkly yeah. honest. Yeah. And it was like so you know, and even from the beginning we saw it the way he, the rhetoric about um, you know, the brown man and the yellow man um against the white man, you know, which is like yeah. already like a really racist thing to say, but he's saying it as an Indian man. And it's just like, it's so, it it already is very in your face already. Like it starts off that way and that's the whole movie. It's just, it's in your face with everything about it. Um, and it, you know, it reminded me a lot about of Slumdog Millionaire and it was a, there was yeah. a, a, a actual like reference to that in the movie, you know. Um, was when there? He's, when he says in the narration, you know, there's nothing, you're, if you're a kid from, the darkness like me there's not just like a game show like a game show you can go on and win a million dollars and get out of it he says that and and it's like oh yeah (laughs) yeah." you know like slumdog millionaire which is the concept of the movie um and it's just like that was like a romanticization of obviously it was a romance and everything in that movie um and like a brilliant story but this guy like literally had to murder his way out of his situation and just be damned to the rest of his family who were probably murdered because of this. Um, and it's just like, it's so, 
like bleak and like watching this kind of like world of India that like I've ne I've never seen this before. I've never like really thought about this kind of environment. We've watched some Indian films, um, but you know, like like Lion or like Some Dog Millionaire, but I just don't feel like it really kind of like discussed the or or critiqued the the system as much as yeah. it does in this movie. Yeah, I mean, if anything, you got a very, you got a very shallow look at probably what it, what it's like in, like, especially for Lion. Like, I mean, in, yeah. in Lion, he was, he was in his original town for, you know, and, and probably like around India for, you know, a couple of weeks. And they, they kind of like sped through that pretty quickly. Um, So this, yeah, like it definitely got, and it, and sorry if I feel a little scatterbrained. I watched three movies yesterday, mm -hmm. and this was the third one. Mm -hmm. So I watched this one at the... I don't know if that was a good idea or if that <sighs> was... But, like, but I was already pretty movied out by the time that I got to this one, but I still really enjoyed it. Um, oh, my so God. So sorry if I'm very scatterbrained, but I'm I'm very movied out right now. I need a break. <laughs> oh, but, dude. And, like, it's been really heavy over here. I just watched um, Quo Vadis Ida, and I'll talk about it. Um, in the Oscar podcast, but it was so heavy and just like, oh, oh no, really? Watching, oh my I'm God. watching that today. I'm watching that after this. And I watched uh, the other one today. I watched Better Days today as well. So that's kind oh of my, my gosh. I need Better... to like, I need to palate cleanse right now. Like it is like that's why White Tiger was like a little bit more palate cleanse. You know, it was. It was. Yeah, definitely after watching. Um, yeah, skin. Uh, the man who sold his skin was was a bit. You know, it was yeah. sad, but it was also kind that of was more kind of chill. fun as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was a bit more chill. Yeah. Um, and then and then yeah, better days was just like a hit to my heart. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> I was oh, like, oh man, we're gonna talk it about it, but it's just so we many will. movies that we're watching a lot right now. But okay, so White Tiger, um, it definitely felt like a book as well in a lot of places, uh, just because of the the depth of the story i feel like you know just the relationship that balram has with ashok his master um and just yes. seeing the the way that they treat servants in in india and how horrible the caste system is and it just was like the fact that like they're making this movie is they're, they're like you know bollywood is such a, a thriving industry and there's like honestly so many movies that are kind of trying to be like this where they're trying to critique you know what's going on they're they're very self-aware mm -hmm. and yeah. trying to like change the way things are in india and and this one like definitely educated me again on like the actual like the rough and tough life that it is for people and the you know billion people who live in india yeah and and i want to touch back on on you kind of saying that like this 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 movie was very dark, very bleak, um, and almost like humorous as well. Like it's oh, yeah. it's like very like dark humor almost, because um, there was just like a lot of, um, it was it was a lot. It was, it was a lot to take in. <laughs> it um, was, yeah. But but definitely making it feel very very real. Like I mean, he pro he like he probably had no choice but but to murder because if he you know yeah. if he stayed back in his village with with his family, they would have just had him work in the tea shop until he died much like his father probably. Yeah. Um, or gotten married. You know, once once you're married, you're probably like stuck there forever, like with yeah. your family, just working for them for the rest of your life. Um 
and then you know kind of not really getting anywhere with with being a with having your your master be your mentor um you just don't really know it's it's just i i kind of wish there was there was more of like of him learning stuff from him i mean he mm-hmm. kind of learned things along the way like you know how you can cheat money um yeah. out of your yeah. out of your um employer um by like selling gas and you know making fake invoices to fix the car and things like that and driving people around uh, yeah. on your off time but which i think is very smart i mean yeah it is yeah yeah but like the 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 one i, I guess i thought there was just going to be more teaching moments i mm-hmm. guess i mean yeah he kind of did a lot of self-discovery and kind of just taking in how people were acting around him mm-hmm. um but like you know he he got he just got that that one word from ashuk um which was like Mm -hmm. outsourcing and that was it like (laughs) that's kind of the one word he got and and i don't know i guess i thought that maybe he would go back to school for a little bit because i know that um uh priyanka's uh character had kind of asked him about school and stuff and um i don't know this it just it just took a wild it took a wild (laughs) u-turn well the movie starts off basically where they're like about to hit a person, so you know it's yeah. gonna it's gonna go that way. And right, right. Just right. seeing the the like value of a human life that people have in this movie and how like less it is, just like yeah, what like just the stark like idea that like the human life is not worth as much as like somebody who is in a higher caste, and you can see it very clearly in the way that they behave and it's just it's horrendous and it's like disgusting but then it's also hilarious because you're like this guy's just like smiling about this right now what the fuck is going on um and i thought that yeah it continue he he seems he seems so smart and it just seems like he kind of he kind of plays dumb a lot Mm -hmm. like but the coop um, situation yeah he does play a lot yeah yeah, he, like, plays along a lot, um, but there's just, like, especially when he starts to get mad, like, when he's just, like, <laughs> when he's just, like, looking at people angrily, I'm, like, I'm, like, oh, man, like, something, something is not good is gonna happen, um, but, but, yeah, I guess, I guess the slight disconnect I was feeling was just by the end, you know, mm-hmm. he had this very well-established business, you know, mm-hmm. he had, he had his own group of drivers, um, that he, you know, said he treated well, you know, he just, he sees them as employees, so he pays them, you know, what, what mm-hmm. they're owed, and, mm-hmm. and he has a fairly fair business setup. I, I guess I just kind of, I just kind of wish I got more, like, you know, connecting of the this. dots. Yeah. Yeah, like, like, where did he learn this from? I mean, yeah, he was, he was working for, like, a horrible, rich, like, corrupt family who just yeah. didn't care about anyone but themselves, um, but, like, I mean, all he was really, like, from what I saw, all I saw was just him getting mad. And, Mm -hmm. and which, which obviously, um, made sense by the time, you know, the murder happened. But, um, but then like after that, when it's just like, and now I have this very profitable, very fair business for, you know, people who want to, who want to, you know, make something of themselves or, you know, he wants to help his, his fellow Indian man. So it's just like, yeah, (laughs) I don't know. It it, it leaped. A slight disconnect. It was a slight disconnect. Yeah, there's a leap. There's definitely a leap. I thought that Ardarsh Gaurav, who plays Balram, was... I mean, he's in, like, every single scene. He is amazing. Like, such a good actor. Like, so so engaging and so, like, believable as this guy. Like, I I mean, it's just crazy. He was so funny. Like, him, like, him, him narrating and and him just like 
<laughs> he was so he was so good. He was so good. Yeah, it was a really fun movie. I thought it was definitely like great that Netflix produced this movie too, like or you know put it out. Um, yeah, and it's it's fun. I'm you know I honestly don't think I've seen anything with Priyanka Chopra in it, but she's great. Um, Priyanka Chopra, Jonas. Um, yes, she was in. Wasn't she in? Um, wasn't she in a movie that we watched? I thought I'm gonna click on her. Um, I thought she was in like a like a rom com or something. Oh yes, yeah, she or was my... in. She was in that uh, Valentine's. Isn't Day it movie romantic? That... Yes, isn't it romantic? Yes, yes, yeah. Yes. She was. Yeah, she was pretty funny in that. Okay. Great. All I right. I want to watch something else with her in it. <laughs> Another Bollywood movie. Yeah, I've watched a I've watched a few um a few other Bollywood Bollywood movies. They're fun. They're really fun. Yeah. That's uh, great. There's there's so much life. It's like it's so exciting and, and Indian culture is really interesting. So I definitely like like watching Bollywood movies and um Indian centric movies too. Yeah. If you like uh if you like musicals there's a lot of musicals too. Mm, yeah, like very, Bride very and good, Prejudice, very upbeat. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like other ones too. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, they're lots of fun. Um, anything else you want to bring up? No, I mean, this, this was this was a fun one. I'm I'm glad that it, we got to watch this one and it was nominated for something. Uh, it was nominated for just one Oscar, which is adapted screenplay. Um, long screenplay, but I thought it was good. Yeah, I I thought it was I thought it was definitely fun. I'll just look um, at the uh the trivia while you go into the plot keywords. Okay. All right, so for plot keywords, we've got village, class, reference to Facebook. There was a reference to fa- reference to the internet. There was a reference to the internet. <laughs> um, and rooster. Okay. Yeah, that that whole that whole monologue about about um the chicken coops, like the rooster coops was mm-hmm. was crazy as well. Like it was just Oh, I know. Yeah. It was so it was so so dark. Yeah, so like dark. these people are basically slaves and it's like it's it's like the way it is there. It's it's so crazy. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um yeah. It says that Arvind Adiga dedicated the novel The White Tiger to Ramin Bahrani, the Iranian-American director of the movie. Turns out the two have been close friends since college. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Um, Yep, this is... Oh my god, in the spoilers, there's, there's a reference to... Slumdog Millionaire here. It says, after Ballroom has been accused by his family's master's family of running over a child, when he was thinking of running away, he said, I was trapped in the rooster coop, and I don't believe for a second that there's a million rupee game show you can win to get out of it. <laughs> yep, there it is. Talking about Slumdog Millionaire. Um, and that he would, when the manga says he's going to be offered 1,500 rupees for a month and 2,000 rupees beyond two months, that is approximately $37 um, and then a 33% raise to $48 a month. Oh, my gosh. Oh, geez. 
that's horrible. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, I, I think the, like, you know, obviously the worst part of this was just seeing how his, his master was, like, saying to him, oh, call me a shock, like, stop, you know, um, opening the door for me, doing this and that. But then he gets, like, comfortable with being the master. And so it's, like, only when it pleases him does Balram, like, is, is he able to act like an actual person and, like, an equal and not somebody who's under him, right? It was, like, only when it was... Even with uh, Pinky, too, you know, she would be saying things to him and then one minute be, like, outraged that he got kicked and then another second, like, making him do something that is, like, unreasonable, you know? And it's just, like, that was the back and forth of that whole master-servant thing. Well, yeah, and then definitely Ashok, like, like turning into his, his family. Like, yeah. at one point, they oh, call yeah. him, like, they call him the same uh, name that, that his, like, father would call people. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't know what it was. It was, like, something fucker. Like, and I, yeah. I, was, like, I was like, oh, he's turning in, he's, he's turning into his family, which he didn't want. And, like, and it was, and that's and why was, his like, wife sad. left him, you know? Yeah, that's why his wife left him. And, you know, he'd have those heart-to-hearts with, with Balram, and, but then just... But then just, like, go back to just being horrible. Like, it's just... And, yeah, and they say things like, why do you live like this? How could you possibly live like this? And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, it's, like, literally, like, not understanding the the entirety of the the context behind him working for him. Like, just in general. Um, and yeah. being like, oh, my yeah. gosh, you live, like, down here with all of the, the cockroaches, of, uh, you know, above you on this net. How could you, you do live that? live in a, in a parking lot, basically. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's a parking lot. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. It, 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 was, it was crazy. It was crazy. This movie was very eye-opening. Like, it was, <laughs> yeah. Yes. It was, wow. Um, wow. When you click on this Metascore on IMDb, it got a 76. Every single one that's... Uh, out like on here is above a 61 so it's in the green um which is crazy mm-hmm. it's good the highest one though is just an 85 so it didn't get any higher than that on here on the but what about metacritic.com let's see it's opening it's opening it's taking a bit hold on loading again um 35 positive reviews four mixed Let's mm. see. We didn't have any mixed reviews on there. So what's the lowest we got on Metacritic.com? Um, the lowest we got here is a 50 um, from the New York Times. Let's see. The characters don't quite come to life. They aren't trapped by prescribed social roles as much as by the program pro- programmatic design of the narrative, which insists it is showing things as they really are. If it wasn't so insistent, it might be more convincing. Okay. Hmm. All right. I mean, I, I mean, I guess I can slightly agree with that, but I definitely wouldn't give it a 50. <laughs> like, that, <laughs> like, that's really low. Um, yeah. For, like, I don't know. Just to, just to say that, you know, it was a bit, maybe it was a bit overdramatic, but I don't know. How do you know? How do you know it's not it's not showing things as they really are, Scott? Uh, I'm going to read the Hollywood Reporter. 80. It says, An immersive plunge into the chasm separating the servant class from the rich in contemporary India. The drama observes corruption at the highest and lowest levels, 
with its tale of innocence lost and the tables turned. If there's simply too much novelistic incident stuffed into the overlong film's Dickensian sprawl, the three leads, magnetic performances, and the surprising twists of the story keep you engrossed. Okay. Yeah. I like that, like, also the main character wasn't really, like, a wholly good dude either. Like, you feel really bad for him because of his circumstances, but he totally, like, schemes his way to the top, too. It's it's like that's, you know, like, watching him do all these things, like, murder people and try to get away with, like, Pinky hitting the kid in the car, or, like, trying to oust the Muslim driver, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, he basically, he he is not a good dude, like, at first. <laughs> like, he really has to, he really yeah. has to skis his way, like, up to the top. I mean, yeah, what he, what he did to that, to, to driver number one was, like, so mean. And, and, <laughs> yeah. and as he was leaving, he was like, he was like, I felt like such an asshole. I really wanted to, I really wanted to call him back and apologize, but, you know... <laughs> It's a doggy like, dog world, man. You gotta Yeah, doggy dog. Life sucks. Like you gotta get you gotta get through it somehow, basically. Oh boy. It's it's like they um, you know, really clearly watching them crawl on top of each other to get to the top. Like that's kind of like the way that it is. And there's just you know, that's the way it was it was portrayed as that there's just like thousands and thousands of people in India and you just have to step on the person's head and on top you know, in front of you to get there. Um, yeah and millions thousands more than thousands there's like hundreds of millions of people in india and it's just like oh my gosh like how suffocating it, so many of these these scenes were as well like him being in the streets and just being like talked by beggars and oh it was it was really interesting yeah even the even the driving like was making me anxious like this wow. movie was yeah this i would be I, very anxious <laughs> How that car made it out without any scratches is is pretty crazy. I don't crazy. know, dude. Yeah, they must be they must be amazing drivers. Crazy, <laughs> but like, but good, but good drivers. Like, yeah. Uh, oh man, it it reminds me of reminds me almost like you know very little. But um, the only experience I have is a uh, is when I was with you and your and your family in in Sicily, <laughs> and the streets were very narrow and there were lots of cars around um yeah but, but it's nothing like you know nothing other countries Actually, nothing like this no 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 <laughs> no uh, not at all well um all right that was the white tiger i recommend people watch it if you have the stomach for it it's fun <laughs> <laughs> if you it is fun but yes you do need the stomach for it and and obviously we recommend a one night in miami as well like these mm -hmm. are like i've like even though i'm i'm very movied out and i'm very excited to do our our predictions that i can just be done <laughs> with, we need to take a two-week break yeah please just take a two-week break um <laughs> Um, I, I honestly really have enjoyed all of these movies. We'll, we'll kind of get more into all of the other ones we've watched, uh, through this whole journey. Um, like all the foreign films that we watched and, you know, we'll, we'll kind of, um, like a, a warning. Alessandra told me that, that our, uh, that our Oscar predictions podcasts are usually two plus hours. <laughs> so Let me see. that's news to me. But I'm pretty that's sure. Yeah, it's going to be fun. And I'm really, really excited about it. Um, but basically, our predictions one will be the last one that we release before the Oscars comes out. Um, so our probably our episode following that will be the the recap. Um, mm -hmm. 
So we will only be releasing one episode next week. Um, and that will be the Oscar predictions. So expect that um, like middle of the week. And that will be the only one. I don't know. Enjoy. It's not like we have a set schedule. <laughs> but like we try. We try to have a schedule. Yeah. Um, we try to le- release at least one a week. Yeah. And, one, uh, one to two. Last year's I mean, well, was an hour and 43 minutes. So. Oh my gosh. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Right, that's going to be fun to record. Let's let let's try and let's try and pass that. Oh boy, <laughs> get to two hours. I'm just kidding. Um, all right. So definitely look forward to that. Um, because we will be taking a slight break. Um, after we record the Oscar predictions. Um, just because we we both have plans. We're both gonna be uh, you know, family's coming to visit. I'm gonna be out of town for a little bit. Um, so uh, we will be back after after the Oscar predictions. Um, but that is it for today with, with One Night in Miami and The White Tiger. Um, if you enjoyed either of these movies, please let us know. We would love to hear from you. You can email us at allbythepopcornpodcast at gmail.com, or you can leave a comment on SoundCloud or Facebook. Just search All by the Popcorn and like our pages. Um, if you want to rate and review our show, you can do that on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. We are also now on Spotify, if that is where you prefer to listen to your podcasts. And uh, if you need notifications on the future episodes that we release, we we uh, put notifications up on our social media. We have Twitter at By the Popcorn and Instagram at All by the Popcorn Podcast. We also have merch, and we have a YouTube channel. Just search All by the Popcorn Podcast and subscribe to that. Thanks All for right. listening. Thank you. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Goodbye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.